What's up, everybody? Welcome back for episode 201 of The Cut. I am your host, Christian Williams. I'm here with Randy Hall. Randy, how you doing? Doing great. <laughs> you mean 201? <laughs> yeah, I just I changed that mid-sentence. Uh, we need to start a second season, I feel like, uh, since the first me, season but... of Fantasy is over. This is definitely not the first episode of this type of season, but okay. <laughs> it, it isn't, but uh, we're we're making some changes on the fly. That's how we roll. Classic. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty mediocre. Um, today, we're going to be talking some draft declaration news, and we're going to be going over our wide receiver rookie rankings heading into the 2020 NFL draft. I know I'm super stoked about that. Randy, I want to ask you a question before we get started. Do you think that LSU is the best college football team ever? You, this year's team, you mean? Not the program in general? Yeah, yeah, this year's team. Uh, I think it's got to be up there. Just They just put up some monster numbers. Had a lot of stars everywhere. I mean, I, I just in our lifetime, I think, uh, obviously, personal fandom, there's been a couple really, really good and talented Ohio State teams, like especially early of the 2000s with like AJ Hawk and Carpenter at linebacker. Uh, so there's up there. I think the Texas and USC teams from the middle of that decade. I don't think you can have that argument without at least throwing those guys up in the top three. Those guys, USC was a, they were basically the Patriots alongside the Patriots. It was ridiculous there for a while. With mm-hmm. Reggie Bush and Lendell White, I mean, they were a stud attack. And but Matt I mean, they're, they've got to they've got to be up there with like top five, right? I mean, they just put up monster numbers. Yeah. So I saw LSU's margin of victory over top five teams was something like twenty points, which is like one of the most insane statistics I've ever heard in my entire life. Like that team was just dominant on both sides of the ball, and like, I know that people gave excuses at the beginning of the year, like these teams aren't top 10 anymore, but they beat like six or seven top 10 teams that were considered top 10 at the time. I mean, it's hard to argue that they aren't the best. <laughs> they got to be up there. I mean, just if you go break down positions, they have studs, tight end, running back, receiver, quarterback, offensive line, if and here or there, but still they're five-star guys. I mean, but yeah. I mean, they have first round defensive line possible first round linebacker coming out two amazing corners one that's going one that's staying and a safety that probably should have played better this year but still he's really good <laughs> yeah stingley is oh. a freaking beast dude i can't wait to watch him in the next couple of years looking at drafts yeah. yeah him and most likely what wade will be fighting for that top guy next year yeah yeah, actually, I don't think Stingley's eligible until 22. He's not a true he, freshman, right? I'm, I think he is. I thought he was a redshirt freshman. He might be. I'm not sure. Who, who knows? Better for college football. Okay. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, so thank you guys for joining us on episode 201 is what we're calling it. Whatever <laughs> if you guys want to support the podcast, you can shoot us an email at officialcutpod at gmail.com. You can also just... Send us whatever. Shoot us some emails. That account doesn't get too many emails, so we want to hear from you. Um, <laughs> also, follow, like, share at the Cut FFL. That's on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Um, 
And Randy's got a review to read. Yes, I do. Uh, title is Great for Fantasy. This is from JK underscore none. That's kind of a fun name, actually. <laughs> These are these guys are funny, genuine dudes and have given me great fantasy advice this year. This is a fun podcast to listen to and is really enjoyable. I definitely recommend it. Uh, definitely a big thank you to JK Nunn here for the review. Please leave your reviews on Apple and keep r- running us up that list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that would be awesome. I know I, I think we we bumped up a little bit because of the Lev Bell signed jersey contest. Um so that ends tomorrow. You probably won't have time to enter it after you listen to this, but um, one of the extra entries was to put these reviews on and it has helped us significantly. So if even if you didn't enter the, the Jersey contest, please leave us a review. Randy is going to need some more to read here pretty soon. Uh, we only got a few, but it definitely helps us out and we would definitely appreciate that. All right, um, let's talk about some some draft declaration news because I believe yesterday was the cutoff. Yes. Um, yeah, so yesterday was the cutoff. We were waiting on quite a few guys for quite a long time, and Chuba Hubbard was the first name, I think, on – well, Devontae Smith is also on this list, but Chuba Hubbard was the one that hit me in the heart the most. Um, I love Chuba Hubbard, but Randy and I have talked about it before. He's probably going to be the RB1 next year. Randy, do you agree, disagree? Do you think this was a good move? I, I don't think he's going to be RB1 now with ETN going back as well. But, I mm-hmm. mean, with him and also Najee Harris, I there was such a cluster of amazing running backs this year. I think almost all of them would have been top 50 guys. I know on our boards, Hubbard would be. I don't know about uh, other people. Maybe he would have been a little bit under that. But, I mean, they have severely hurt the value of the running back in this class, especially for dynasty purposes. I was really kind of hoping to get one of these guys at the turn at the end of the first round here. Uh, There's still a ton of talent. Only really one major wide receiver, Smith, went back. But it seems like... uh, Clemson and Alabama are a little bit pissed. Uh, <laughs> Dabo and Urban are, are not Urban. Dabo and Saban are uh, recruiting within their house better than getting all the five star freshmen. Better than anyone. Oh my God. Yeah. But I, the yeah. Mass, I, a mass exodus from LSU yesterday was fun to watch. <laughs> yes, it was. Um, so if you guys missed that, Edwards Hilaire declared, um, Calevon Chason declared. Those were the two guys that I was really watching because there was some speculation that Chason at the very least would stay, but I don't think someone can stay after putting up those last two games specifically. I mean, all the way down the stretch, he was just improving his stock and improving his stock. And then those last two games, he went off. He looked like a dominant pass rusher and i don't think there are many in this class he might be the third best one so um that was good for him i think um I, you talked about Najee harris and travis Etienne. that really muddies up the the running back class next year but in terms of dynasty like are you trying to acquire 21 picks because you know well, that these guys are coming out i i already was kind of going into a mindset going into possibly just draft 
days, I guess, for our league uh, <laughs> to maybe trade back some picks to go for next year picks. I think that's always a good option. There's going to be some really good wide receivers next year, and now we have three studs at running back to bolster that class. Going to be a couple good quarterbacks as well, so it's going to rival this one. I I don't know if it's necessarily going to get to that depth, but, I mean, it's going to be really good. I mean, it's Trevor Lawrence. I mean, let's be real. Justin Fields, <laughs> Justin Ross. Which, <laughs> which I wouldn't be shocked to see – Justin Fields go back for another year so that he can solidify himself as the QB one. Cause no one's dethroning there's, Trevor Lawrence. There's a freshman, I think maybe North Carolina that's uh yeah. really high in Debbie drafts and stuff like that. But other than He's that, I mean, we're going to have some fun next year as well. That's, that's all I got to say on that. <laughs> yeah. I, I think next year's draft is going to be more top heavy um, okay. with guys like Jamar chase um, to ETN and Harris and and Chuba, Chuba's Chuba would be number one on my my board for twenty one <laughs> right now. But I am a big Najee Harris guy. I came around on ETN down the stretch, so I'm excited. I, I don't think I'm gonna try to trade into this year's draft now, uh, like I was really trying to. But I think I will uh, consider doing it next year, and mm-hmm. obviously. We're quite a ways away from from dynasty trading. Uh, are we? Are we? Because I, I I think I remember getting some three way team trade offers from you, not from the other guy, just from you today. So about an hour ago. Yep. <laughs> Jesus. All right. We're, we're um, Yes, we are. Uh, but um, quickly, let's... we didn't cover the defensive guy. Paulson Adebo was almost a lock for first round corner. I think that really hurts the corner class, especially down at the end with teams like the Vikings really needing some help there. Uh, someone's going to get brought up. It's it's probably going to be some people that we don't like. and <laughs> It's going to be a Florida and Alabama guy. I can say that. That's <laughs> yeah. yeah, I hope Trayvon Diggs doesn't get bumped all the way up there. I think A.J. Terrell can definitely – bump himself up a little bit um, as long as he tests well. He did have a rough uh, national championship game, but he can recover from that. I mean, that's just recently biased I mean, that people are look, down this. Look at who he's guarding. I mean, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. He got Chase and Jefferson. I, I think he was just, they were trying to make him successful and nothing they did worked, but yeah. all right. All right, let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to give you our 2020 wide receiver rookie rankings. All right, welcome back. We are going to give you our 2020 wide receiver rookie rankings. I think we're going to go back and forth, 1-1, 2-2. Somewhat. You know the drill. So I, I will give a disclaimer. The first six of ours are pretty dang similar. You mean exactly similar? It's yes, exactly (laughs) similar. We have yeah, we we have the same top six. So we we have we we collaborated and kind of created our own grading scale, and uh, these are strictly by the numbers, our grading numbers here. 
mm-hmm. this probably won't be the order they go, but it could be. Just saying. We have different we be. have different round grades than each other, but the scores are definitely different as well. But somehow we got the same <laughs> ranking. <laughs> yeah. I guess I'm I'm a tougher grader than Randy. Um which, but which shows, I'll go ahead and which shows how our schooling's going right there. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So my number one receiver is Jerry Judy. Uh obviously there's endless things to say about Jerry Judy. Most people want to talk about the fact that he was catching balls with his body this year, or he just didn't produce the way you expected him to produce coming into the year. And I don't really care about all that. I think his route running is going to allow him to get open. And to be honest, he's going to be such a good route runner that it's not going to matter if he catches balls with his body, because as long as he catches them, he's open. It doesn't matter. And he has good hands. He's the top receiver. He's going to go top five in dynasty drafts. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Randy, you want to talk about him? Uh, just <laughs> chime in. I, there's there's a lot of talk of Judy versus Lamb. Uh, it's just speed, separation, route running. Judy wins. Everything else, they're very, very comparable. I understand. I, I actually love Lamb as well. I do worry a bit. Uh, not really about his route running, just his speed and separation down the stretch here. But his ball, they both have amazing ball tracking. And the downfield routes, I think Lamb may be even a little bit better than Judy. But Judy's route running is going to win out here. I mean, that's just route running combined with speeds puts him just a little bit higher for us. And that route running can allow him to play for any team. Doesn't have to be a system fit. He's going to get open wherever he goes for almost any quarterback, I'd say. I, yeah. <laughs> it really doesn't matter. Yeah, I, I, he's going to be open. Yeah. It's it's plain and simple, and he might even fall. All these guys could fall past the top ten here An actual draft. Think <laughs> I think so. Think I think defense and line are going to ramp up to that top ten as it usually does. And I he usually does. And I and I think but, I think it's gonna be a question for the Jets at eleven that all the, the three tackles are gone, the defensive studs are gone, and they're gonna be sitting there with their choice between Lamb and Judy. Yeah, I I tend to think that Judy's gonna still go in that top ten. Yeah, um could. Just... see I, I look at a team like the Jaguars who should be pens they should pencil in a tackle they need a tackle or, or but they also stuff. need yeah they and there are a ton that are there obviously we don't know how the draft's going to go but a guy like jerry judy plus gardner Minshew, that kind of excites me I, I hope it happens um i don't necessarily think that it will but all right our number two receiver is cd lamb obviously um we talked <laughs> about him quite, quite a bit but he looks like Odell Beckham Jr. to me. I don't know if you guys caught the article that we have at officialcutpod.wordpress.com. I gave my top five at each position. Um, and when I talked about CD, I said, there's really no way you can watch this guy and and not think that's just kind of a slower version of Odell. Like, Odell's fast, and he has the incredible playmaking ability. Well, CD isn't as fast, but... He looks like OBJ when he plays. Do you disagree? No, I don't. I 
they they just make spectacular catches. And like like I said, Lamb may be the best ball tracker in this class. It is ridiculous. And he's done it with three very different but top level quarterbacks. And he had his best year this year because he just keeps getting better. And I think that's going to continue. I would personally, maybe a little bit biased, love him to go to the Raiders at 12, but whatever. It's, it's okay. Uh, I, I don't know. He could go to the Cardinals. Uh, there's there's a bunch of teams right there. It's just it's going to be interesting to see how everything falls. I would have said that he's a lock to go to the Cardinals before Larry Fitz said he was coming back. But this the the receivers they drafted and they had in the roster did not equate to the system that was wanted to be ran by Kings, Kingsbury. Uh, mm-hmm. Like he really likes that four receiver set and he couldn't run it. They did for the first few weeks and they had to adapt and they were a better team after they adapted. And I think that's a credit to his coaching, especially in the first year. That's incredible. And having to, pivot away from David Johnson. Great coaching job there as well. But uh, that's that's why it's hard for me to say they're going to take a defensive guy that they really need, an offensive lineman that they really need. <laughs> yeah. But they could they really need a receiver too. I mean, yeah. Fitz is going to retire eventually. He may live as long he's probably going to live this career as long as Brady. I don't know what's happening anymore, but <laughs> yeah, I I can see that. He will retire eventually, but I, man, My, like I, you have to think that they have some faith that Andy Isabella can be something they, since they drafted him so freaking high. They drafted, I believe, three receivers last year, and besides a Isabella one play touchdown, they didn't really do much. No, I mean, it's their suck. first year. I understand learning an offense, but it's not really different than what they ran in college. So. I don't know. Yeah. It'll be interesting for sure. Uh, Our number three receiver, this has recently changed for me, uh, but it is Henry Ruggs from Alabama. If you don't know Henry Ruggs by now, if you're enamored by Judy and Lamb and haven't really paid attention to Ruggs, I think you're crazy because when you watch Judy tape, uh, Ruggs – catches your eye because he's so freaking fast he's always open his route running is spectacular um the guy right below him i'll just give that right now it's t higgins i like to group them in 1a 1b and then 2a and 2b but honestly i don't know that t higgins is going to be able to get open in the pros whereas henry ruggs should be sitting behind defenses having a season similar to mccall hardman at bare minimum, <laughs> and I, I just don't see how Ruggs can't be the third receiver off the board this year. Yeah, I agree. And if if nothing else, if it's close between him and Higgins, maybe one or two more, this 40 time is going to shoot him with the board. It happens every single year. There's a reason Justin Ross was picked as high as he was. And it wasn't because of his hands. It wasn't because of his route running. It's because he ran one of the fastest 40s ever. And Ruggs yeah. is going to be there, too. He's going to be a 4-2-something. It's, it's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, for sure. He might run the fastest 40 in the history of the combine. Uh, like, yeah. I'm telling you, this dude is crazy fast. But the difference between Ruggs and, and John Ross is 
Ruggs can catch the ball. Like, but, I mean, not that John Ross couldn't, but Ruggs has shown that he can use that speed, but also use some technique to get open, and he comes down with the ball more often than not. Like, I, I would be ecstatic if one of the teams I, I pull for, um, because now I have two, big Titans guy now, go Titans, um, if they were able to snag Ruggs. Yeah. Which won't happen. I he's yeah. He's gonna in reality there shouldn't be six receivers going in the first round, but there probably will be. There's teams that need a guy. I mean it's there's teams that need multiple guys and, and to be honest. Yeah, and the teams like maybe the Cardinals can reap the rewards of whoever falls to the second round there. But uh, I I just know Ruggs is gonna shoot up every it happens every year. The faster receiver shoots up. It just happens. Yep. Yep. Um, and that's why I have rugs above yes. T Higgins. Also let's talk about also Higgins yeah. last few games were not great. So that definitely drove him a bit down the board. Not too much. I have him the the same exact grade. <laughs> yeah. See, I've seen a lot of people cooling off on him because of those those last two games. I don't know how far I'm willing to drop him, but Man, after watching both of those games, the the one thing that was promising to me was actually T. Higgins's um, touchdown run. Yeah, I, I thought he looked fast. Um, the thing that, like I said, put rugs above Higgins for me is route running. I I don't necessarily know that Higgins is going to be able to use his route running to get open. Once he gets the ball, he's great. Like, he's awesome. He's a big guy. He would be awesome on, like, the Bills or the Ravens. Yeah, um, those are perfect fits for him. Honestly, and especially the, the Ravens, which I hate saying. You've got Marquise Brown flying down the field, and then you've got a big target like T. Nope, Higgins. It's the same but, thing with the Bills. They have John Brown flying down the field. <laughs> true, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I just I don't know how far he's going to fall for me. I need to watch some more early season tape, I think, um, before I make a a final decision on him. Wide receiver five is LaVisca Chenault Jr. Had to add a junior. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So this guy has obviously been on radars for, for quite a while, but I feel like a lot of people are forgetting about him right now because he hasn't played in a month or so. Um, he had not the most productive season, but the thing that really stands out to me, I, I think I wrote in that article, he is what Cordero Patterson was supposed to be. And I think you said that to me, Randy. Yes, I, I think I should have credited you. Yep, um, real jerk. And, <laughs> and Cordero Patterson, he hasn't been awful in the league as it is. But he hasn't been a fantasy football asset. He's helped the Bears win some games. He's helped basically every team he's on win some games. The difference between them or between Patterson and Chenault to me is I think he's faster and I think he's a better route runner. I know Chenault was in the Wildcat quite a bit. I think that's interesting. I don't necessarily know that he's going to go to a team that's going to want to run Wildcat all the time because that's kind of a, a dying uh formation yeah but randy what are your thoughts on on i i love them and just my ratings i have 
Higgins, Chenault, and Justin Jefferson tied at the moment. Obviously, these are going to fluctuate as we go through Pro Day, as I look through a little bit more tape, as we go through the Combine and we get exact scores on things and exact measurables. But he is just so versatile, and he definitely has a lot crisper route running than Patterson for sure coming out of college. He's up there with one of the better route runners right now, just his explosion out of routes and just able to stop on a dime and a hitch route perfectly. I think he's a great piece, probably not a wide receiver one for a team. I think he's an amazing wide receiver two, though. If he can maybe fall all the way to the Eagles, I think if you pair him with those tight ends, with Sanders, with Alshon Jeffrey taking away the number one coverage, and allowing him to be maybe more in the screen game, maybe more active around the field. I think that's a great fit for him, especially with a good young quarterback and Wentz and a pretty good line uh, to give Wentz time to allow him to, he's going to get open. He's just going to get open. It's, It's he's faster. And they, as we've seen, like to run a bit of trick plays here and there. And Chenault's going to be one of the best for that. (laughs) That that would definitely be an interesting fit. Um, let's move on to a guy we've talked about, Justin Jefferson. I know heading into this, Randy, you were not a big Justin Jefferson fan it, because you hadn't, you, you felt it was recency bias. Yeah. Do you still feel that it's recency bias? I, I felt at that time it was a lot of recency bias because I still had him around here. I thought he was. Uh, probably a second round wide receiver at that point with only watching a little bit of tape, but just the way he was able down the stretch here to just almost carry the team in a certain aspect, just, uh, just to get some attention away from uh, chase on. And it, it was, he was just great. And he was going up against really good corners. Obviously he had a good quarterback, but he caught everything. He was versatile. He ran, many different routes too. I was more impressed by the route tree down the stretch. And I I think he's locked himself from the first round. I don't think it's going to be early. And that was my quorum with you basically is I didn't see your rankings at that point as well, but you, you had him rising up quickly and I was still more on that. I think he's a second round guy, but just the more I watch, man, the more I like, and it's really just because he's almost, geared towards that eventual wide receiver one guy that's he was a wide receiver two for this team for sure but he was able to produce right alongside and that's exactly what you want to see because you're not your teammates aren't scrubs (laughs) they are nfl caliber receivers as well you have to be able to perform along with them and i think he just proved himself and he's just got he's not a specialty guy he's just good in every aspect yeah, and I think that yeah, gonna, I you know it's gonna win over teams. I get some big uh, Jarvis Landry OBJ vibes from the Justin Justin Jefferson Jamar Chase combo there, not in the way that they play, but just in the way that OBJ and and Jarvis have both been very productive since they entered the league, and I kind of think that's going to be the case here. I wouldn't be shocked to see Jefferson as high as my fourth receiver before this is all said and done. And I wouldn't be shocked to see him drafted as the fourth receiver either, especially with teams in love with LSU players, obviously, because they're potentially the best college football team um, in, in the history of the game. But 
also just because Jefferson, like you said, he put the team on his back and he said, let's go win a national championship. And and they did that. And they rode his, his coattails pretty much the whole, whole way down the stretch. So love that guy. All right, <laughs> Randy, give me your yeah, now, number seven. Now we, get, now we get to a little bit different opinions and my yes. seven is Jalen Rager. I, just intangibles alone, I think just keep raising them up. I know you have them a bit lower. You were a lot lower until we had a talk this week. <laughs> or yeah. just like, listen, dude, look, look at this guy. Uh, he does have some holes. Uh, definitely going to admit that. But just as as we said with the rugs, that speed pushes him up the board. It just always will. But he actually has pretty good route running as well. I'm impressed by his catch radius, too, for a little bit smaller of a guy. He's actually done pretty well in contested catches. So I, I just like what he brings to the table. He's a second-round guy for me, for sure. But he's a guy that you definitely are going to be wanting to look at. Maybe not in the – I definitely not in the first round of rookie drafts. But, I mean, he's definitely going to be in that turn there that if you're higher on him than most, you may be able to wait a little bit longer to get him. But I think after the combine, he's going to be a lot of people's favorite diamond in the rough guy. But it's not a diamond in the rough because he's a second round guy. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? He's going to be a good fit uh, for somebody as a versatile piece in the offense. Definitely a wide receiver, too. He's not, he never will be the top guy. But there's a bit of like a Deshaun Jackson vibe. He's great in the return game as well, which is huge in the versatility wise. I mean, his scores just brought him up a ton for me. Yeah. No, I, I don't disagree with you there. Um, I think between him and Shaynal, I'm not sure who the, the more dynamic guy is. I think it's gotta be Shaynal. Um, but Rager, the, the thing that brought him down to where he is, and I'll, I'll talk about him a little more later for me, actually, I'll talk about him right now. He's my number 10 receiver. Um, so we can skip that when we get there, but, um, he, he didn't have the production that I would like to see. However, he went to TCU. He's not playing with NFL caliber teammates nine times out of 10. I mean, his, his quarterback is not what you want throwing to him. If, if Jalen Rager was on LSU and had Joe Burrow, he would have had Justin Jefferson type numbers obviously they're two completely different players but that's where i i think i value production in and i guess his size kind of worries me but like you said you can be a deshaun he's not that small like that's that was what i was trying to get across to you before it's just he's definitely smaller than a lot of these so many of these guys are like six two to six four and like 208 to 217 pound like solid frame guys and he's just mm-hmm. a little bit shorter but around the same way i think he's like oh god it was like five what like nine or ten and like 180 like that's that's not a bad frame for that size so i i think he can continue to be durable but like you said awful qb play not a great offensive scheme in my eyes either at tcu but i think he did the most and that's in the film i watched that's why he shot up my board with the contested catches and physicality, just making plays for that team constantly. Yeah. Um, one thing I do get concerned about too, is just durability. He played 
it looks like he played in every game oh. this year. Yep. <laughs> but um, I guess going along with that, then consistency. Um, he had games where he had one catch. Like in a three overtime game against Baylor, he had one catch for eight yards. And I don't necessarily like receivers that disappear. Um, you look at someone like Terry McLaurin, who he he disappeared at times this year. Um, the thing is, is everyone disappears. So I, I'm trying to talk myself into to moving Rager up. I oh, think yeah. he's going to stay right around here. Yeah. But see, yeah, I triple checked his size. He's 5'11", 195, according to TCU. So again, yeah, again, so it's probably five ten one seventy. That's no. that's why I got the that's where I got the five ten one eighty something. I, I think. Yeah. But in but his speed, he doesn't need to put on a ton of weight. I think this is a good playing weight for him, and I, I think he's dynamic enough to just be a factor. But we can we can move on to our next guy here. Yeah, here let me let me give my number six. You're seven. Uh, you talk about that. Yeah, I'm seven. My bad. Sorry, Justin Jefferson. You're my number six. Um, my number seven guy, talk about diamond in the rough. It's Devin DuVernay, uh, out of Texas. DuVernay. No. DuVernay. Whatever, dude. It's, (laughs) it's all the same. Um, (laughs) either way, (laughs) he is freaking awesome. Like, I, I struggled to put a second round grade on him because I truly believe that he has first round talent. He, I believe, led the nation in catches, and he was up there with yards out of the slot. The dude literally plays in the slot 100% of the time. And I'll tell you what, my comp was Chris Godwin, and I actually think that he's a better route runner coming out than Chris Godwin was. Chris Godwin now, obviously, is way more refined, but this guy, I mean, I'm telling you, like I said – I, I value production pretty significantly. He did that. He had the most catches in the nation with freaking Sam Ellinger as his quarterback. I, I mean, I agree. Not many people can do that. I agree. And I, I actually, you've got me wanting to go back and look at tape of Godwin coming out again as well. I, I know uh, we actually were in class together and I was sitting there watching his film <laughs> and just telling you and sweet just hey this guy right here <laughs> this guy's really good in second round third round i thought and i think that is a good comp i don't know if he's got that type of ceiling necessarily especially playing predominantly in the slot but it's a it's a scheme fit to a certain sense but like he I, he wouldn't necessarily fit in like the viking scheme you know what i mean like of last year or maybe the Brown scheme of this year, I guess I should say. But uh, there's so many people that he would be great for. I mean, th- think if he landed with the Patriots and you put him and Edelman just playing off each other and let Nikhil Harry on the outside and maybe get somebody, maybe you sign Hunter Henry, maybe you draft Cole Komet. I mean, that you're automatically upgrading right there just with a with a first and a third or fourth round pick. You know what I mean? Imagine this guy learning from Edelman. Oh, oh my God. God! Yeah, I don't. He's, I don't want it to happen. But that—that's like Godwin's a good comp, but role-wise, I think Edelman's a great like model for him to go after 
I, I, I do like he just plays so well in the slot. And I, I think if he gets a good quarterback in the right scheme, this is he's going to be deadly for fantasy. Yeah, off the, and, almost and off the bat, I think. Where do you have him? Right I now? have him at nine. It's it's very okay. close, but I, I just have him at nine. It's sweet. <laughs> I have him over a guy I, you don't like. That's for sure. That's <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> we'll get to that. All right, give me your number eight. Randy. I think we have the same number eight friend in Tyler Johnson. Oh, yeah, we do. Yes. Look at that. And he, he just, there have been rumors of concerns from teams and scouts of some character flaws here and there, but we're, we either won't hear anything and that'll just be a rumor or we're going to hear a lot more of that come out through these pro day interviews and draft interviews and stuff like that. And I know he chose to leave the shrine bowl uh, early. I believe, yeah, I believe it was Tyler Johnson uh, chose to leave that instead of keep going. And he just wants to prepare for pro days and the combine. And I can't necessarily blame him, but I think being able to integrate yourself there would have helped just, quarrel any of those rumors so but just talent wise across the board across all the measurables we have i he just he's a solid probably second round talent maybe on that borderline for me but it's gonna be weird because we're either gonna get six wide receivers going off the board in the first round or we're gonna get like three or four and then we're gonna get another three or four in the second but if we get six in the first we might only get one in the second. So it's going to be yeah. it's going to be weird to see how that plays out. I I definitely agree. I think the one thing with Tyler Johnson and and I don't necessarily know that that this is the truth, but he was competing with uh Rashad Bateman for targets. And Rashad Bateman had a phenomenal year as well. Tyler Johnson had a better year. I don't know if he's going to be one of those diva guys. I don't I think he has the talent to justify being a diva guy. Let me say that. I think that his route running is just, it, it's so pristine. I just, I mean, he played for Minnesota and he had what, 2,200 yards or something yeah. insane. Like that. Insane production. It was in the same breath as Justin Jefferson after a certain weekend, which is why I was so adamant. Like, let's just calm down these receivers real quick. Cause you have one good game and everyone thinks he's top five and the like it's just he he's good yeah. he's good he's probably at best gonna be day two guy though and from what dr- big draft analysts are saying that they're hearing is that he's a day three guy because of his work ethic well, and his issues in the team every team has needs every team has flaws right now and i'd say a third of the team they see any character flaw you're off the board at least a third, at least a third, Mo- most likely half. And probably, and it's, and it's like the Browns right now with, with losing, a losing their GM and Dorsey. I think they're going to go way away from that. I think they're going to keep what they have. I don't entertain all the Odell trade rumors and all that, but I don't think they're going to go out of their way to bring in more. I think they're going to, handle all their business in house and go for better character guys down the stretch here. And I, I just don't, there's so many teams like that. That's, and that's why he's going to slip because 
it is going to be between him and a linebacker that they really need. And they think this guy's going to fall because he has this issue. You know what I mean? And that they're going to go for the linebacker. It's because it's not a deep linebacker class. That's it's not deep everywhere as it is at wide receiver. So he's going to fall down boards. Yeah. And, and I think all of these guys, um, like we have second round grades on on most of these guys in these lists. I know there some third grade third round grades. <laughs> yeah, all all of my guys are first or second. Randy, you have some, some third round guys, but um, I think that the top heaviness is going to push everyone back at least a round. Yeah. Um, all right, Randy, give me give me your number nine wide receiver. Well, I already did. Mine was Devin Duvernay. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh, it's my turn again. Shit. Yeah, um, and yours, the guy that I have not scattered enough yet. So, yeah. So my number nine is Antonio Gandy Golden. I'll tell you what. Some people have him pegged as a day three guy. I don't necessarily disagree with that. I think that he might get drafted day three, which is going to be awesome for my dynasty draft because people who don't do their research aren't going to draft him, and I'm going to snag him in the fifth round and be stoked. This dude is his route running is clean. He is extremely dangerous after he gets the ball. Um, his body control is just—it's awesome. His shiftiness is up there with the best of them. He's a big guy, and I think he has good hands. I know a lot of people say that he needs to refine his route running. I'm not really about that. I think that most of those people haven't gotten around to re-scouting him after looking at him last year. And I think he's going to start shooting up people's boards here pretty soon. Um, Randy, I know you haven't watched too much of him. Yes, I, I've watched basically one game tape. And with with a lot of these guys that I don't know a ton of, I haven't seen a ton of, I like to, I like to, you have to watch just game tapes, all snaps, but I do like guys like this and Hamler that I didn't really get to focus on a ton and Hodgins. I like to look at like one or two of their highlight tapes to see what they, as well as people around them think is their best traits. And then I dive into the game to see. So you think, (laughs) you think his best is hands. Okay. Well, let's check that. You think his best is contested catch. Okay. Did he only make one contested catch or not? And I think, I think golden's route running is pretty good. I, it, will need to be cleaned up, but so does everyone's. I mean, even Jerry Judy, to a certain extent, has to extend it just a bit. I mean, yeah. no one comes in this league with the perfect route, route tree. It just doesn't happen. Maybe Amari Cooper is close, but even he had to clean up a few things. It's just going to happen. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know what do, – do you know what you uh, have his route running grader does? Um, I have it pulled up, so – I have it at a five right now. Um, so to compare that, we have a, a ten point system. Jerry Judy's a nine. I've got him at a five, but he's still in my top ten receivers. That's how highly I regard him. He's six four two twenty as well, and he's yeah. fast. Like was, he, yeah. he's a he's a small two twenty. I was gonna say I I think just after the the minor scouting I've done on him, I would have had him at a, a five probably. Uh, I think that may have a chance to go up to a six route running, but it's not. There's not a ton of wiggle, wiggle room there. He doesn't have an impressive route tree, but I I do like I like what I've seen so far. 
And I just, he probably would be close on my list. It's just, I haven't seen enough. I didn't want to give it a proper grade to the listeners or anything like that. So I just left him off for now. I, I kind of expect him to be more of a day three guy though. So, but he could be a steal. I know we're going to have a weird time in dynasty because we play each other in the third place game. I beat you and whatever. Uh, but we, <laughs> so we're picking back to back all the time. And it's just, it's weird. Except you don't have most of your picks, do you? Yeah, that's right. I was just going to say we would be, but I only have two picks out but of the five. We're, we're we're strategizing over the same guys, so it's going to be a little bit weird. You have I have a bit more like for a couple people than you do, so as we'll get to. Um, <laughs> yeah. You want to? Give me a number nine. Give me. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. Well, oh, yeah, because yours is Rager. <laughs> Crap. All right. Yeah. Uh, mine <laughs> is Michael Pittman Jr. Gross. <sighs> Dude. You do, Give me no, your, so what? No, no, no. You, you you go over his flaws first, because I I know you you've pegged him on a couple of things, and yeah. Okay, he's slow as molasses, dude. He's not a, this dude, Michael Pittman Jr. is a tight end. That, that's truly what I believe. He's a very very good tight end, but if you move him to tight end, I think he's up there with Komet. He's like tied with Komet as the best two tight ends in this draft, but if he stays at wide receiver and granted every team needs a big target like this, Michael Pittman would be awesome with the bills and the Ravens. Those are the two teams, obviously yeah. that we, we I, know they need a big guy, Just, but he is so slow. Like I can't get over how slow he is. He in, in just bringing this back to reality a little bit. He's slower. <laughs> he's slower than the guys we've already talked about. That's for sure. But he's not like a five five forty. Like that's that's basically that's how it sounds like you're making it. He's definitely under a five forty. But yeah, he I do I don't hate the tight end like comparison thing because his contested catch, his size, his athleticism blocking. in the routes and blocking, of course. He he's probably the best blocking wide receiver in this class, and maybe that speaks to the tight end more. But I think this is kind of like in the realm of like Waller or Ingram to an extent where like they could line up a wide receiver and you wouldn't blink. But I think he's in that mold of like Funches or who's the, who's the other guy you brought up yesterday? I'm sorry. Uh, um, I think he was the uh, state guy. Calvin Benjamin. Benjamin. Yeah. He's kind of in that. But I think he's faster than them. He's definitely faster than Benjamin. Uh, I'm gonna say that, and he's skinnier than Benjamin. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I I think this may be a bit high. I I'm not I'm not highest around the the community. That's for sure. I've seen him in top fives for people. Uh, it's nuts. But I I, I, I like don't I me. like just the intangibles. I like everything. It's literally just he definitely doesn't have the best route running. It's not bad though. Uh and he's slower. He's not explosive. He won't get separation. But he doesn't necessarily need it is the problem. That's and like you said, if he can somehow get drafted by the Ravens in like the fourth or fifth round, holy hell. Is that amazing yeah. for that? Because they have that burner and you basically have they run three tight ends and you basically have a fourth tight end watch receiver. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And and I will say he's faster than most tight ends. I mean, oh, I don't sure. I think 
I think Bryson Hopkins might have a faster 40 time than Michael Pittman, which is kind of crazy. But like I said earlier, I value production, which I'm realizing he he, kind of right now that he produced. He had a ton of production. That's (laughs) he did. He did. So I'm, I'm sure he'll jump up a little bit. I think I have him as wide receiver 19 now. Um, I I think 10 may be quite possibly a bit too high, but that's just, that's where I have him right now. That's, I think he's right in the middle of all of that. I think I need to see more out of guys like Brian Edwards and and Brandon Ayuk. Um, He's he's and honestly, he's very comparable to Edwards to me. Yeah. Um, I'll give some my my next five guys. I'm not going to really talk about them. I've got KJ Hamler, Isaiah Hodgins, Brian Edwards, Brandon Ayuk, and Donovan Peoples-Jones. So Peoples-Jones slides in at 15. Some people are giving him first-round buzz. Uh, I've got him as a third-rounder. Randy, I think you do as well. What's your 11 through 15? Um, It's Hamler, Gabriel Davis, Isaiah Hodges, Donovan People Jones, and uh, uh, it's Gandy Golden at fifteen right now. He's like the next one I have to dive deeper in. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I I, I think I did. I did too was... much tape study on Judy and Lamb, and not enough later. <laughs> yeah, I'll be honest. I stopped after like a game and a half on both of them, and just said, "All right, See, I've seen enough." I, I did because I watched. I did three on Correct. both of them as well. I I got, I got to at least two in a highlight tape for all the about seven down, and three on yeah. a three games on a couple of them. But yeah, and obviously this could this is going to fluctuate a bit, as I said. But this is definitely where I have it now. There's guys that could rise, which just was a couple good tests. That's it's all it's going to take. And pe- people's yeah. Jones is literally just intangibles it's intangibles there's absolutely no production people just blame on the quarterback yet i keep hearing that shea patterson could be a fifth round pick yeah so yeah, i keep hearing that too yeah, so, so how do you have a fifth round pick throwing to yeah, him and I, he's still i've, I've seen him this, as, i've seen him as high as third technically which is just ridiculous an awful mock i just kind of turned it off there uh but mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah but if you if he's a fifth round quarterback and you compare that to i mean you just compare that around the league to fifth, sixth, seventh round quarterbacks. How can you have like 40 catches? Not even. <laughs> Not even 40 he catches. It's, he runs good routes. He, he's pretty fast. He's good at everything. He's like, he's like average to really good at literally everything. But I mean, he's not going to get a ton of separation necessarily, but I, I just don't understand. It's, I just haven't seen enough from him, and, and I think that's he's going to be one of the guys that tests really well and shoots up. And yeah, I, I personally am not completely sold that he was even the best receiver on his team. Um, I know Nico Collins, I believe, went back to school. Um, I think that had he come out, I'd have him just above Peoples Jones. Um, obviously until they test, because I know people's Jones is going to impress at the combine. 
uh, if he gets an invite. But we'll see, man. I, I don't know that I'm – I think there's more likelihood that I will drop him in my rankings than I will rise him up. I, I think where – I think, like, between 12 and 18 is, like, where he's going to settle for me. I have him at 14, obviously, right now. But, I mean – there's there's gonna be some movers. That's how that's how it always goes. And like like we argued about Pittman, there's gonna be certain combine tests that he just doesn't do well on and he could slip. That's just gonna happen. Yeah, for sure. All right. Those were our 2020 wide receiver rookie rankings. We're gonna continue to bring you these type of, of rankings lists. We're gonna do some some mocks. I think we have a we have- our first mock draft coming to you next week. So Stay tuned for that. Pretty much, pretty uh, much Rand- immediately after the Senior Bowl. <laughs> yeah. Because we definitely want to um, watch with, that. We do, but I think most of my analysis is going to be based on what I've seen so far, and then I'll probably go back and watch the Senior Bowl again. Well, it's because you can't um, watch it live. Yeah, have to work on a Saturday. Fun stuff. I technically don't have a job um, right now. So. There you go. <laughs> well, I do. Just- That's the way to I do. It's just <laughs> a couple weeks away. Yeah. <laughs> Must be nice, dude. I have a job. Gross. Um, <laughs> do you have anything to add before we get out of here? No, I'm. Have a uh, no, congrats to whoever wins the jersey tomorrow, or I guess uh, technically today, as we're yeah. finishing this. Yeah. Congrats to whoever that may be. Um, we're excited to to get that to you. And thank you, everyone who entered. Um, we we got a lot more uh, reception on that than than I initially expected. So uh, thank you, everyone. Uh, if you guys want more content, I know I mentioned it earlier, but officialcutpod.wordpress.com. We're going to try to pump out some articles here. I just posted one yesterday that I mentioned. Um, there's going to be a ton of draft stuff and dynasty stuff and 2020 outlook stuff. Yep. Uh, we've got a lot coming your way. Also, if you guys have anything you want us to talk about, let us know and we'll tie it in as best we can. I mean, yeah, if there's, sure. I mean, obviously we're definitely going through rankings. That's going to be a little bit of a prospect profile in that aspect. But I mean, if you have questions on how it works for dynasty, how you see these guys fitting, I mean, we'll definitely answer as best we can. Yeah, definitely. Um, and before we go, if you're listening right now, just go to our show page, click subscribe or follow or whatever your podcast app says. Uh, make sure you are subscribed to us so you get the latest NFL draft and dynasty and fantasy. It's always going to be mediocre, but it's going to be advice either way. So uh, make sure you subscribe. Randy. I'm pumped, pumped to leave. You pumped I, to be I'm done? pumped to. Well, I'm pumped to be done with this. I know I don't get to leave. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, for Randy Hall, I'm Christian Williams. We'll talk to you next week. Peace.